Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Like you, yeah, you choose to be at that spot. You chose that relationship. You chose to live wherever you're living. This is all important. Like people think that like their habits or where they're at in their life is like all been done to them. And I'm like, no, 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 nine times out of 10, this was all things that you chose. And that's like why I chose to move to LA because I'm like, if I had to design my life, where do I see like the happiest, most high functioning Christy at? What does she do? Welcome to the Salt and Pepper podcast. My name is Olivia and, or sorry, my name is Liv and I'm an entrepreneur, brand builder. My most recent business is build a brand agency and to my left is Lisa, like Liv and Lisa. See, I was trying. That was really cool. Felt a little monotone. That was monotone compared to what you just did? That was really cool. I was cool. going off of your energy. That wasn't that monotone. Don't talk to me about monotone, Lisa. I'm Lisa. Um, my current obsession is um, my new sunglasses that I got off of Amazon. I never get like clothing items from Amazon, but yeah. I want to. Hit or miss. Yeah. I get pretty much everything based off of recommendations from TikTok, except for these sunglasses. I um, just needed new sunglasses because I uh, have broken them or I just won't get them fixed or my son has broken my sunglasses. You have like a thing with sunglasses. I have a very weird sunglasses complex. Is that what it is? Um, that would mean that you don't like wearing sunglasses or like you think they look bad on you or something. Yeah, I guess that would mean I have a problem with sunglasses. Yeah. I don't. Sunglasses have a problem with me. My sunglasses have a Lisa complex. And that complex is they leave me on purpose. So you don't lose them. They, they run away? run away. I'm not going to go into that. I think we know that, that, that they that's hate That's something me. you can talk about in therapy. Okay. Yeah. It's called hey deflecting. Jeff, um, <laughs> this week, we're going to get into my sunglasses um it's your current obsession my current obsession is the new Cruella DeVille trailer I I accept your current obsessions every time you never accept mine listen to me everybody I posted it on my feed literally watched it three times in a row even Kelsey for your guys's information I'm the bootleg version of Kelsey <laughs> That was already discussed, but Kelsey was like, literally can't wait for this. And then I was like, I know I want to be her. And she was like, you are her. And then I said, thank you actually so much. Why is it that if Kelsey likes something that I have to be okay with that? Because I'm the bootleg version of her. So if she likes it, it's kind of fine. No, that that's why you're the bootleg <clears throat> version of her is because you are also. Don't her. affirm that. 
don't affirm it because my feelings will actually get hurt <laughs> except i'm the one who made it up in the first place so affirming it would mean i said it before okay whatever i don't care what you think i'm gonna go see it midnight premiere and i want to be on a stone it. and i am i everybody has mixed feelings about live action disney but if we're going down villains i am here for it i know we did that with maleficent but that it looks like disney's doing the joker that's what the trailer looked like did you watch it uh, yes, I did force myself into the first two parts and then I realized it's Emma Stone and I'm like, yep, don't like it. Why don't you like her? I just don't. Whatever. She's my favorite. Um. Anyway, can't wait. And for everyone listening who obviously agrees with me, I know you can't wait either. Okay. Um. Anyway, should we get into the silver lining of the week? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have one, but I feel like if it comes off of the back of Corella DeVille, you're going to just be so tapped out with my antics. Can I go first then? I suppose. Okay, my silver lining. Um, oh, no. I... Dead air. I thought that the tower, the leaning tower of Pisa was built to be leaning. Um... But apparently it was She's not looking at it me. was it was built straight up and uh-huh. it um, started leaning because of the foundation. So I learned that today because apparently it's not leaning as much anymore. Um, OK, go ahead. I didn't know it wasn't leaning as much. Is it because of like the like the Earth's axis or something? Yeah, I don't know. Gravity. Interesting. OK, well, definitely got to go do one of those cheesy photos where you put your hand up holding it up then. <laughs> I was now. like, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense why it's so entertaining. I also forgot that's actually a thing. I think because of like the pandemic, I forgot about things that are in the world. <laughs> right. OK, so if I talk to you about this thing, like, can you just actually try to be entertained? Like, can you just try to like entertain me like about what I'm about to say? You want me to entertain you? No, no, while no. You're you know the saying, like, just entertain me. Like, just li- just listen and like just entertain the ideas of what I'm saying. Oh, can you try your best? Can I? Okay, that's I a can. no. I guess I'll just look I at the can, corner. I can try my best. I'll try my best. Here's here's my acting. Uh, she's already smirking. Uh, <laughs> I can't help it because it's gonna Go sound like I'm being like facetious if you will but i'm being serious okay i might be facetious okay listen okay so i i watched the last star wars track with me (laughs) i just spit everywhere track with me okay so i love star wars and i know that lisa doesn't like it and that's fine but for those who like star wars you know that there were new Star Wars movies and it was seven, eight, nine. So it's the new newer trilogy and it was coming off of the back of the other ones. So it was a continuation of the same stories. So the like Luke and Leia and all of them, they're in these, but they're older, but they're still the same character. So it's very it's more just nostalgic. Like you see it and you're like, it's them and they're old and what's happening. So it's these a story. Are newer ones? Yes. So these came out in like 2016 18 okay I've seen one of them I don't know okay so I was in the same boat as you and I was like these are so stupid Disney's trying to milk this I don't want to be a part of this this is all dumb I don't care never watched the ninth one but Arturo and I are going through all the Star Wars so we watched the ninth movie and I 
had I have never I think had such a like I I was just emotionally struck you about to cry right now I was emotionally struck by this movie like not just the nostalgia but it's so hard to explain I I get it has the worst ratings out of the the newer three but like the way it ended everyone listening will know what I'm talking about I was up I couldn't sleep I was up half the night this is what's there is something wrong with me is I'm determining wrong with you right now trying to explain it because I was I couldn't fall asleep because I was thinking of do you care if I spoil because you're never gonna watch no I won't so Ray the main character ends up being the granddaughter of all, he's a Sith but it's like the bad Jedi like the dark side and he's like the emperor who you think dies back in the 70s like those old ones so you think he's been dead for a long time and then he is not he's alive and she's his granddaughter and she wants to be on the good side but she has all of these like things with like the dark side and it's so confusing but then she draws this connection with Kylo Ren who is Han's son who's now on the dark side even if this was a spoiler alert, I'm not even tracking at all. So I'm going to forget. All I of this think what it is, is I that watch. first of all, they kill off, they kill off Han. Literally his son kills him. That's emotional. Carrie Fisher dies in real life. And so she's CGI in the third one. And then they kill off Luke. So I was just very emotional at like, oh my gosh, people get old, people die. And then Kylo Ren at the very end. Her, listen to me. Look at me. Wait, Carrie Fisher is is leia oh okay she had a sudden heart attack at 60 and died and it was like yeah, really was sad this, this was like, recent very right? recent like yeah. like three years ago or something anyway okay i'll get to the point because i know everyone's like doesn't care but oh R- no ray, trust me most people care ray and kylo had a connection even though he was on the dark side but he didn't want to be anymore and then he saves her but what he does is he gives his life up for her and they have this kiss where i've been waiting for episodes like hours and I was just like kiss her and I was screaming and Arturo was like sitting next to me and then they kiss and I was so happy and then he dies because he gave his life force up for her but what's crazy track with me at the beginning of the movies Kylo said I want to finish what Darth Vader started but Darth Vader when he loved Padme said he wanted to give his life for her but he went to the dark side instead so he really did finish what Darth Vader was doing because he gave his life up for the person he loved okay I (laughs) the only problem I'm having with this is the names I know it's unfortunate It's, it's really hard to track with all of these names I have a really hard um time with even like tracking with biblical stuff because I'm like well, how am I supposed to remember yes but this that. is Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> um my silver lining is that movie deeply impacted me and I just like really really like it, I enjoyed that movie more than I have in any movie in years I will say okay so on today's episode we are <laughs> sorry whatever I that was so long and I know I'm gonna cut I'm gonna cut a lot of it okay yeah (laughs) um no I think um did I entertain you I was actually trying really hard to follow along with you and not be sarcastic I I just drew I draw extreme connections to fantasy movies like in a deep way where I just think about them um on today's episode (laughs) 
We have Christina McInnes, who is from, um, well, one thing that she has is a podcast called The Bottle Blonde. And she was so awesome to have on the podcast. She's an entrepreneur. She has her own agency and um, she talks about motivation and um, we talk about motivation, comparison, and she is just so real and you can ask her real questions and it was the most fun. It was awesome. Yeah, it was so fun. We loved it. Literally felt like we weren't recording and then I looked up and it was an hour and 12 minutes (laughs) and I was like, oh, we got to be done. Um, But yeah, super fun. I'll put all of her links in the show notes. Um, Please check out our podcast and we're going to be on her podcast next week. So you can check us out over there too at The Bottle Blonde. Um, And yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed today's show and you are still listening even though that intro was horrible. (laughs) All right, let's get into the show. We're here with Christina McKinnis. That's how you say your name, right? I get so nervous That's, with names. You nailed that. Thank you someone so much. Called, someone uh, called me Krusty McGlinnis um, oh. one time. And I was like, Naturally. damn, I was, like, create. I was like, the creativity on that was the next <laughs> level. So, I mean, you nailed it like perfectly to a T. Can we call you Krusty the rest of this interview, please? Krusty <laughs> <Yes, you can. laughs> is like such a that's way worse than moist like the whole thing with moist is not that it's not that bad bad. crusty i feel like that should be your name for not washing your jeans (gasps) my crusty the crusty jeans group no your posse versus my posse anybody (laughs) you don't want to fight i feel a little scary the crusty (laughs) jeans group i feel like you'd get like all these photos flooding in i would be straight up scared i would never you know that when someone like sends you a dm and it's like open photo never hey girls make money selling their socks why couldn't we make money selling crusty jeans what wow you didn't know that people do that selling shoes too like you're not think about like okay you know when you're like wow these tennis shoes are like disgusting i need to like chuck them out and get new ones people will legit buy them i've never done it it's like fetish people Yeah, wow. I would love to hear from someone who has about that whole experience. Yeah, I'll invite them to my new group. I'm gonna create. Yeah, the, <laughs> your you should make a Facebook group. <laughs> that would be that would be a fun Facebook group to be a part of. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what an intro, truly. Um, <laughs> what a day to be alive. <laughs> well, um, well, we can get to that. She has so many questions about where for. you grew up, but we'll just start with, if you want to just tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do, that'd be awesome. Okay. Hello, everybody. Um, I am Christina Catherine McGinnis, which is the longest Instagram handle probably known to man. Um, I currently reside in Los Angeles, California, and I'll have to tell you guys a nice fun story about how I'm arguing with my building because they're trying to take down my flower wall. So that's a whole nother, nother we'll get to that. Yes. We'll jump into. Um, but I have a podcast called the bottle blonde where we talk booze, boys, business, and beauty. Um, I am a content creator and I have a digital agency called KCN connect. That's awesome. Man, you had that down pat. I know, like seriously. such a good elevator pitch. I need to I need to work on that. I change that. mine every single time. I'm like, yeah. uh, we uh, do in, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah, she she doesn't know. Um, I was right. I was going to go, wow, you're so creative to come up with a new one each time. Oh, I'm like, no. Okay. <laughs> it's out of unsurety. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I was listening to your one of your podcasts this morning. I think it was like your update on LA and you were talking about like when you introduce yourself to other people and you say like you have a blog and then instantly they go 
oh, so you're like an influencer. And I was like on my walk laughing so hard because why is influencer such a negative word now? But like you stay away from that like the plague because you don't want to be that anymore. (laughs) Well, what's crazy, I was talking to someone about this and I was even talking to my boyfriend about it. And we were like, okay, the only time that you use the word influencer is with women. There is never a guy who is called an influencer. He's called like a businessman, a content creator, an entrepreneur. And this dude is selling on OnlyFans in his underwear. And I'm like, so where, 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 where did like the women get the influencer side? And then the men are like, oh, hot damn. Like, you know, Timmy is an entrepreneur. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, Timmy is having it's probably because the word her it's influence her but now we just say influence him now oh Oh, okay mm -hmm. i like that okay we'll start a movement we are going to there's a hashtag coming a lot of movements right now wow (laughs) i just started so many businesses i'm really excited okay just (laughs) to correct the podcast influence him there's there's a lot um okay so one big thing is so we live in oregon southern oregon only like four hours from portland so listening to you talk about portland and oregon state was like i feel like we probably know the same people lisa grew oh, 100%. up 100 i grew up in portland so where in portland did you grow up did you actually grow I, up in portland no i just say portland because you. literally unless you are from oregon yeah. no one has any idea i grew up in uh, oregon city Oh, okay. okay. I grew up in Clackamas. Okay, then we have to know some of the same. Oh, people. for sure. Where'd you go to high school? Clackamas. Okay, I went to LaSalle. No way. Okay. Oh my gosh, did you so, guys know I, each other? Oh my gosh. No, You're I'm, younger than so us, I'm 27. I, I was 2012. Okay, I was 2014. Okay. Oh, so you oh, could have you could oh, have had the same friend sure. group. Yeah. yeah. I didn't That's know a lot so. of LaSalle people, though. I, I know yeah. Oregon City people for sure. Where'd you guys go to? Do, so you guys are you currently, do you go to Southern or, or are you in? So you're in Southern Oregon. We're in Southern Oregon. Yeah. I um, am a mom. I have two boys. Um, oh, and I'm married. You look amazing for being a mom. Like, holy right. hell, I need to know oh the skincare routine. Gosh. Um, it's genetics. Oh, Her yeah, skin she... is just like that. It's insane. Yes. Oh, je- the jealousy. It's amazing. Your skin looks beautiful. Well, you're actually glowing right now. So oh, you should be it's talking. It's just the backlight, I promise you. <laughs> Am I not glowing because I have crusty jeans on? <laughs> yeah, it's your jeans. <laughs> reflecting on your face. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, uh, we have to. I know we we probably 100% we probably know the same people. Oh, for sure. That That's is so, so funny. We'll talk about that I a little bit more after. So, tell me about the transition from um Portland to LA and what that was like. So, kind of crazy. Um this is like a very full circle thing. I was talking to someone about this yesterday. Um, I came on a podcast tour because I wanted to interview a whole bunch of people in LA last February. And randomly we got invited to this like podcast party of these like big people with people on The Bachelor, like um, Cassie and Michelle, like Cassie Rudolph. And they were having a, a podcast party and we ended up going and we we're very, I was very intoxicated. These things called house wine. They're in a can. Oh, and I so thought, good. oh, those are my so favorite. The problem was no one alerted me that a half a bottle of wine was in one, one. can. Yeah. So dangerous. this bitch goes and drinks three cans because I'm like, oh, three drinks. Like, I'll be good to go. No, that is a bottle and a half of wine in. So I am like full slur mode. And I remember like 
turning to my friend and I'm just like, I love it here. And she's like, oh. And I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm going to move here. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And she's like, I love this for you, but you are also tanked. Long story short, now I live two blocks away from where I said that. No way. Isn't that crazy? The The canned wine. It did it for you. Yeah. yeah. You need to start drinking. I know. (laughs) Then I'll move to LA. I'm like, no, no. No wine. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, Best wine, though. That is the best. The rosé bubbles. So Personal favorite. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And um, yeah, so then I just set a date. I like came home and I'm very like a yes or no type of girl. Like either I am all in balls to the wall or I could care less and I will literally disregard anything that's happening. So I was like, I'm moving. So I just, I had said it and like people kind of at first were like, okay, okay. We're in like the middle of a pandemic now. Like you're not doing this. And I'm like, a pandemic is not going to stop me from like what I want to do. So I um, went to, what did I do afterwards? Oh, okay. Then I originally was going to move out with a roommate that ended up falling through. I took the trip solo by myself in June to go apartment hunting. And that's where I actually met my boyfriend. And and now then two months later, after June, I signed a lease and I moved to LA and just we drove a U-Haul, all my stuff down here. That's awesome. So is that your uh, is that just innate personality? Do you do you think that that has like contributed to you like being an entrepreneur and starting so many things? You're just like, okay, just do it. Do you just not think about the consequences like me? Um well my <laughs> thing was okay, this is this is very woo-woo, but I actually had um I have like a friend who does like readings, like spiritual readings, and originally I had always thought that I was going to go to New York. And she had told me in my reading like you're going to move somewhere. And if it's ill-planned money-wise, then you will be back home very quickly. If you plan out your financials way in advance, it'll be a very long-term move. And so I always had that in the back of my head. So I saved up like six months of what I would need out here just in case something happened. Um, So that was kind of like my, my backfall. And then I had friends out here. So I always knew if like, really hit the fan. Um, I could go to them, but I, I had thought about it, but I had thought about more like I'm a visualization girl. So I was like, okay, what do I want the apartment to look like? What am I doing? Like, who am I going to be friends with? Um, so I had thought more of that and not really of like what could go wrong. Cause I'm like, okay, if I have enough money saved up, mm-hmm. what's the worst thing that's going to happen? I mean, you're, that's, that's still being smart though. I think that's the only thing you really like have to worry about as long as you can sustain yourself. And I think that is the rule. The general rule is like six months, like when you move to a new place, like have that security. Cause by then you can even meet people if you didn't. So that's really cool. Um, what, um, did you already, what kind of connections did you already have when you moved there? So actually my best friend from college who I met at Oregon State and we lived together for three years. She lives here with her boyfriend who I'm super good friends with. I have some friends who do social at E! News that I was best friends with back in Portland and all of them live like five minutes from me. And then just through, um, I came out here with a talent agency, um, which I'm no longer with. That's a whole nother story as well. Um, But I had connections through that. And then for me, I'm just a naturally like chatty bitch. So I'll be like in the elevator, like, hi, what's going on? And then I just kind of like make friends that way. 
That is so fun. It is so fun. And and one thing I can really pick up from you too is like there obviously is a difference between going for it and then being um, not responsible. But what mm-hmm. I get from you is like, no, you're going to work hard. You're still going to take risks, but you still have something to fall back on, which I think is really important because I've taken risks and have nothing to fall back on. And it's very, very stressful. And so I think planning those things out. But I also think that kind of like leads into one of my big things that I want to talk to you about is you know your whole thing you have like the effort button and how you're just like whatever I'm just gonna go for it what do you like what advice would you give to people that maybe even they do have a plan maybe they even have six months saved up but they're so scared and petrified Mm -hmm. by the what ifs that they actually kind of never do anything um I feel like it's it's great to have like a pro con list on things but then set a date of when you're gonna do something by and if you don't have actionable steps from that thing like for me I was like I want to be making this amount of money I want my agency to be making this amount of money I want to be like doing these certain things and be in this certain publications by this date if you don't have an actionable date like we call that like possum land you're in possum land where you're just thinking of all these ideas and things and they're not actually set in motion. So I think for the best thing for someone, okay, first step is like figure out where you want to be and what you want your life to look like. And then from there is like setting aside, you know, the resources you need, whether it's maybe you're, maybe you really need connections. So that's going on like Bumble Biz or networking through LinkedIn um, or stuff like that. And then setting aside the money. Um, I think, I mean, what's interesting about me is I'm an, I have never had that scared gene like to be, and I think that that's like primarily from my parents. Like my dad's a major entrepreneur who has 13 companies and I've always seen him jump from thing to thing and not, and successfully done it and not had that. What if I'm scared? So I've never had the, I'm scared portion. I've had more of like the fear of not leveling up portion. I think Mm. that's probably my like downfall. Oh, I relate to that. We have just been talking a lot about that with the podcast and making like those for sure like goals and dates. And it's hard because when you make those dates, now all of a sudden you have to be accountable to those things. And so I think it can be really hard for people, even if they do want to go for it to like create those dates, because then you're like, oh my gosh, what if I don't make them? Um, But it's, I mean, it, it still is really important to do that. That's, it's just a good reminder. We've literally just been talking about this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so on the podcast, you've mentioned like, um, like you're, you came from money. And so, um, I was wondering, um, what kind of transition that was for you and like growing up with like your parents having money and then like trying to like make it on your own, like separating yourself from your parents. Oh my gosh. When I grew up, I was like, everyone always said that. Like my parents are like, but what's funny is my parents always let me know, this is not your money. These are not your <laughs> things. You are here as like res- a resident, but you, these are not, you do not own these things. And so I never like thought like, oh, this is my car. Like I even say it's like my house, but like when I go home, but it's like not mine. And I think that's something that like they always instilled in me too, is like, none of this is yours. I'm like, you're going to have to work for everything. So that was like a good reminder always from my parents. Like you're going to have to work for everything. And I did. I remember, you know, just like I, from the time that I could work, I wanted to work because I wanted to have my own money and wanted to have my own things. 
Um, but I also know that I really, I like nice. And that also means you have to work harder for nice. And if Amen, you want to have blowouts, <laughs> and if you want to have the nails, all power to you, like do the damn thing. But I've also realized that like, I used to buy a lot of things that like I thought I needed, but I really don't. And then there's some things like designer bags, for example. Um, like I was like, oh, all of my friends, you know, who I've seen in LA all have these designer bags, yada, yada, yada. And that's what I want. I used to want. And now it's like, okay, yeah, they're nice. But now I see them more as like, if I'm going to buy them, it's for an investment piece that I could use for resale for later. Like it's not necessarily for like the, all of the flashy things, although they are nice, but I would rather spend money on like facials and like health and wellness stuff and like stuff like that. But I think the transition from moving that it was interesting because I didn't know, I didn't know how I was going to do it at first. I, when I first started the agency, cause I'm, I was fresh out of college last year. So last December. Um, and I remember the first month of my agency, we literally made a thousand dollars and I, and my parents made me pay rent by the way. So I think my rent was like six or 700 bucks. And so six or $700 is going to my parents for rent. And I have like 300 and I was like, what the am I doing? How am I going to do this? How am I going to make this like a thing and like make this a full-time job? And it is, it's a lot of tough. It's a lot of work. I work every single day, but I love what I do. Doesn't mean that I'm not working. And I think people kind of like misconstrue the two that, Oh, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Do I really want to make flow desk emails right now after this? No. But, like, but I also know that like I'm being, uh, that I'm getting paid by my clients from it. So I think that there's a lot of, I literally did like a squirrel possibly and transition through this. Um, but yeah, I think that there's a lot of things that you have to realize what is important versus what is not. And that's going to change throughout your entire life. There's going to be things that I love right now that I'm going to hate in a year. Hmm. That's so you're speaking to my every existence yeah. right now. Same same with me too. And like in an entirely <laughs> different way. It's so yeah. interesting. What what did you graduate with? What was your degree? Um, merchandising management and business entrepreneurship. Oh, that's cool. I can see how you're using that. That's cool. Yeah. I think it um it is hard when you talk to other people and they like you were saying, they don't think that you're like working and you're like I actually work literally all day, every day. And if I have to get stuff done, I do. Um, and even though I'm the same way, like I love what I do, but like yesterday, technical difficulties with our equipment on chat for five hours, I'm calling her just for emotional support. And it's like, are those things fun? Absolutely not. But it was like, today I'm kind of tangent, but I was on my walk and I was looking at my car and I hate my car. And I thought, man, I hate my car. And then immediately I was like, but at least I have a car. And I was like, what if we did that with like everything that we did? Like, oh, well, I hate being on chat with this thing, but at least I'm not working a nine to five, you know, or whatever that looks like, because some people love their nine to five. But to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, no, thank you. Um, but that positivity is, I think, just really important. So like for you, how do you stay like on the days when you have hit a wall, you wake up, you don't feel like it anymore. Something bad happens. You're away from home. Is there like tangible things or even mental things that you do to get out of those things? So I actually, for the first time ever in January, I had a panic attack and it was very like interesting for me because I've never had one ever. I've had anxiety and that stuff before, but never to the point where I was like, hyperventilating. And 
I had to like reset and be like, whoa, girlfriend, what is happening here? You are literally doing this to your body. Um, And so I've been able to think about too and try to think about, okay, those days that I'm not feeling good or I have that anxiety come up, I have to go very logical brain and go, is that thought logical? Like for me today, I was like, oh my God, I look so fat and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, hmm, logical thought or not logical thought? Because what is that? Like, what is that? This might be fat to you, but that might be skinny to someone else. And like, just like almost rewiring your brain to be like, false thought. That was not a good thought. We're going to like shove that one aside. Like today I was like, oh my gosh, this is like my one day of today of the entire week that I kind of get like a decompressed day. And so, um, I heard actually, you guys know who Gary V is, um, his like main producer, um, D rock said that, um, he was like, really you, he said really. And he produces a ton of content. He's like, really, I only have probably six high functioning days a month. The rest is filler work. And ever, every like time that I think of, wow, I'm not flooring this at 110. I have to think, you know what? Is this a filler day or is this a high functioning day? <laughs> wow. That's and good. that kind of, it, that helps me. Anytime that I'm like, totally. oh my gosh, wow, we didn't work until 10 p.m. and we are like dead from the day. I think it's okay. And people don't give themselves enough like time or credit. To be like, you know what, especially for people who are, if you're in the freelance or the digital agency space, you can work a million hours. Same with having a podcast. That's another job. Same with being a content creator. That's another job working in brands. Like you can be on the hamster wheel or you can like get control of your own life and be like, what the hell do I want? Like my day to look like, like today I was like, I am walking two hours because I want to be in the sun. I want to be around people. And I came back and I was like, oh my God, I feel so good. And like, so in control of my day and my life. Cause you don't want to be at like the mercy of your emails or clients or, you know, all these other kind of factors that are like, hi, pay attention to me when it's like, no, 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 no. There's a time for you. And like, mm-hmm. and there's a time for me. And this is my walk time. Wow. I'm just gonna like record that and play it. Do back. you want to like let that sit? Yeah, for that a was second? good. It was good. Okay. No, I mean that in a really good way. <laughs> no, I know, oh, and it's true. She needs I, to give herself so much more credit. Like when she was going through all of that crap from last night, I was like, "Well, you're learning a lot." She's like, "Well, not really." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> no, no I'm you not. actually Shut are." <laughs> no, I, so that's I, so good. Like so much of your work life is filler work, and that's like being a mom honestly like you feel like you're absolutely doing nothing you're changing diapers and feeding and like cleaning up like 90% of your day and that's like quote-unquote filler work but that's actually the most important work that's like the foundation of everything so that's yeah. so good it is good and a lot of times I feel like especially with um God, someone else said this too like the best like highest performer people are the people that have to do that filler work and that busy work because that's what you do to level up to like your next space or your next position or whatever that is that looks like in your life and um i listen to do you guys listen to ed my at all yeah a little bit yeah i have heard a few of his like i like love 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 listening to him and he like posted a podcast just about like being better than who your past self was. And it was talking about like only eating half the slice of cake or like going the extra 20 steps because your past self wouldn't have done that. 
and to like not think about all kind of like the other people around you and be like, what would I have done yesterday? Would I have like passed by those dirty dishes when I could have cleaned them? Or like just like little things that make you feel like you're better than where you were at. Wow. Yeah, I was listening to Armchair Expert last night and it was like, I had to get all my to-do list done because of everything that had happened. So it's like two in the morning, I'm like making my bed and I'm like listening. It was like Vigo Mortensen, I think. And he was like, every every single day you're a new person because you learn something every day. And that to me like struck me because I'm like, every single day we get a little bit older and we see things we've never seen before and we've done something we've never done. So it's like, now I know this because I went through it and even, or now you're a mom and the day before you weren't like there's big and like little things of, yeah, like what you're saying, like getting a little stronger, going a little bit longer. And I think it's a good reminder for people that maybe sit on the other end of podcasts and go, well, they're doing all this stuff. And it's like, no, you're still learning and growing no matter what you're doing in your life. No, I totally agree. I love that. And too, I think that people don't think about the fact that like every single day you get to choose your habits, you get to choose your opinions and you get to choose where you're at. Like, I think a lot of times one of my girlfriends were saying, was saying something like, oh, well, I'm just like this. And I was like, bull. Oh. I was like, you choose to be like this. That's your, you that's your worst thing to hear. Yeah. That's Olivia's yeah. absolute worst thing to hear yeah. from people. Like you, yeah. You choose to be at that spot. You mm-hmm. chose that relationship. You chose to live wherever you're living. This I know what our soundbite is. That is it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Gosh, crazy. So good. Like people think that like their habits are where they're at and their life is like, all been done to them. And I'm like, no, no, no. Nine times out of 10, this was all things that you chose. And that's like why I chose to move to LA because I'm like, if I had to design my life, where do I see like the happiest, most high functioning Christy at? What does she do? Who is she hanging out with? I started to think like that. I changed everything because I was in a really shitty relationship And then I was like, I don't have to do this and I'm not going to do this. Mm. And so I, I then, but I was also then after that, I also was not with anyone for almost a year because I was like, I'm not, I don't really want to invest time and I'm just not really interested in these people. And the moment after I had like done all of that, and been like, you know what? I'm in a really happy, good spot was the moment that I met someone. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. Like I needed that year alone to just like chill, do my business, do and like plan out everything that I wanted. Because if I was like a hot mess express, would you want someone to be like coming in with all of their baggage and to a relationship and bringing 12 bags with them? Probably not. And do you want to like, be with someone who would take that? No, exactly. So I feel like that's such an interesting thing as well as like people think like, oh my gosh, this singlehood is like awful or bad or people have like ideas about that. I feel like people need to be single or even alone, like living alone. I've never lived alone ever. And I'm a very like chatty gal, but I feel like living alone has taught me so much about like independence. I don't need anyone to do anything. Like I can cook by myself. I can go to the grocery store by myself. I'll go on a damn hike by myself. And I'm not even a hiking gal, but like, <laughs> all, Us <you> too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such an interesting, I don't know. I feel like people don't think about like 
the time that they need by themselves, whether that's their alone time or like being single. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about um you talk about like self-care and that's something that I've been like getting a lot more into is just like how do I truly like revive myself not just like binge watch sex in the city for the third season um like what do I do to actually like relax like my brain and everything and so I, I want to hear like what are your things that you love to do to like decompress and help yourself What I've actually noticed is I go mindless when I have the TV on or when I'm on my phone. I go mindless, almost like autopilot when you're driving your car. And that's actually like, and I've had to like think about it a lot. That's actually not a great way for me to decompress. And I used to think it was like a year ago. I'd have been like, oh my gosh, well, I just watched all these shows. I feel so much better. But I'm like, do you actually feel better? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because then you think about it afterwards and you're like, no, I really don't. Like, I don't feel better. Um, so I've taken into account recently, like, okay, what fills up my cup actually? And like, sometimes it's hard to think about because it might be day by day too. Like the other day for me, it was like putting down my phone and reading a book. And then this morning, like my mornings, I think are pretty non-negotiable. Um, for the most part, like I'll go in and I'll use my face wash. I'll do facial massage. I'll go out and I'll grab like a huge bowl of ice and I'll actually ice my face and it feels so good. And you notice like huge, like skincare benefits too. And then I'll come out and I'll have my coffee and I won't allow myself unless it's a very, very early morning. I won't allow myself to touch my phone. I've started it. Um, someone actually said that they have their boyfriend take their phone and hide it for them. And I was like, I love that. And then he'll give it to them once their stuff is done. Um, but I'll kind of go about that and then I'll plan from there, like what my day is going to look like. Um, and that'll be, maybe that's, I need, and I'll kind of check in with myself. Like today I was like, I need like a long ass walk and I need to just kind of not think and just be able to go like move my body. And then I came back and I did like a meditation. And for some people that's awesome. But for other people, they're like, I hate meditations and I want, you just have to figure out like what works for you. Maybe that's like, okay. And I want, that's something I wanted to ask you because I heard you say like you on the podcast, like you weren't good at that before. Like that's not something you like were able to do. Like, how do you stop your mind from going? Cause that's like impossible for me. I actually realized like one of my best assets is the fact that like I keep my mind going. So I'm like, really, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to be like, I'm going to just turn this all off. I need to direct my mind somewhere. So like, where's going to be the best spot for me to do that? Maybe that's journaling. A lot of times I'll brain dump or me and my friend Libby, um, call it, we'll call each other. And it's a great time. We both do this. We're very like, and we'll say, do you want advice or do you want me to listen? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need to like brain download on someone and then be like, what are your thoughts? And I've done that, whether it's like, I want to work with a new client or like I have ideas about like rebranding this or like I have a new idea for the podcast. And sometimes you just need it to be like out in the open and said, and for sometimes that's like spelling it out in a journal. Other times it's word vomit. So I think that's where like my best direction is. It's not necessarily trying to silence my mind. 
it's just like redirecting its pattern. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so good. I think the number one thing that bothers me, especially with the amount of information we all get on social media and podcasts, it's like people think that they need to do things a certain way that like that famous person does or like, well, you're not an entrepreneur unless you wake up at 5 a.m. Like, well, you need to come back and meditate and you need to do this, this and this. And it's like, I can try that stuff. And I'm like, this is so annoying. I don't want to do this. What I want to do is like go listen to Disney music and have a dance party in my room with the door shut. It's like, cause that fills me up and I'm not going to be ashamed of that. But I think people are sometimes embarrassed about the things that they like to do or what makes them happy. Like if you want to put on, like I had a friend who loved gossip girl so much, I would come over always it'd be playing in the background and she would just be watching I'm like are you even watching and she can literally repeat it but to her that was like comforting it's what she needed and so I think like you're saying it doesn't always have to be the same thing every day it doesn't have to be these things that we see on Pinterest but like listening to your own body and your own mind yeah and for some people I think self-care is so like for some days that's a freaking bath for me other days like that's me eating Betty Crocker frosting (laughs) like whatever that I whatever that is for you like figure it out what is that day but I've also realized that there's a balance with that and like holding myself accountable for example Mm -hmm. I just got a nutritionist and I noticed my like little kind of internal brain will be like oh well you can eat that thing like that is self-care and I have to be like no 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 (laughs) like that is not so it's an interesting balance to be like okay, what is actually, what is actually self-care and what is valid and what is bullshit that you tell yourself is self-care? Oh, see, that's true because I have had moments in the past like couple years with self-care where it's very like, or self-love. And I'm like, you got to be careful with that yes. stuff because if you go too far in self-love, then you're just selfish and you're not thinking about other people. And if you go too far in self-care, you're actually just maybe like destroying your body or like the things around you. So it's like you have to find that line, which like I think we all know, but I think that we just lie to ourselves. So having that self-awareness check-in moment Mm-hmm. is important and I think the lie is the things like oh well like binging like tv is supposed to help because it's like a quote-unquote mindless thing but actually like I'm so much more exhausted after watching something than if I just take a nap or like actually like take care of myself and turn everything off mm-hmm. and I think everyone's just really afraid of like what are you going to hear in your mind? And what do you think like, like I, like we believe in God. And so like, what do you think like God is even going to tell you once you turn everything off? And I think that's the scariest part. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, yeah well, maybe a few more episodes. <laughs> yeah. Well, too, it's crazy. Like people are scared to be alone with their thoughts oh, and be yeah. like what pops in or what doesn't like, it's actually super good. Like all have, we pretty much start out our mornings and like there's nothing playing. There's nothing on. Like it's very like calm and quiet. Cause I notice like, that's how I like to wake up. I don't like to wake up like at back in Oregon city. My mom has a freaking animal rescue. So there's 901 dogs barking. Do I like to wake up that way? No. <laughs> I need like the silence piece. Like I want to go ice my face and be in like a very Zen moment. Like and not have to deal with that. So I think, and it's all, and that will probably change. Like I wasn't like that a year ago, but now I've totally changed to where that's where I need my mornings to be. Mm-hmm. Well, oh a- no, are we getting old? 
no they're not shut up (laughs) she's younger she's younger than us so um, i still feel old i know well if you feel old we're screwed um (laughs) just the last piece on that is you know doing they've done so much research like scientifically (laughs) me trying to sound smart um about this kind of stuff and how when you wake up and look at your phone you're immediately answering to somebody else and your cortisol levels rise and then your hormones go out of balance and then you're gaining weight and you're breaking out and you don't know why because people aren't starting their days the way that it has been for hundreds of thousands like thousands of years this is the first time in history that we have looked at screens and looked at that those lights the way we look at them and are always attentive to people and even yesterday I found myself like if I don't respond to somebody for an hour who texts me I'm like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I didn't get back to you and it's like hang on a second like that is not my responsibility to get back to you right when you need me but it's hard to remember that stuff because it's just like shoved down our throats all like notifications (laughs) all the time all the notifications are off on my phone besides I have them on um you can set them on parameters so like from 10 a.m um, I think mine are like 10 to six and then any other time my phone's on do not disturb. Even like, Smart. I'll tell like my friends, like, if you want something, call me because, and if you, and if I'm, if you texted me and I didn't respond, sorry, like it's just not all except like sometimes 10 minutes to just go through and respond to all the texts. And then I'm like, I'm good. If you really need something, something's burning fire, whatever, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> That's so good. I, Yeah. Yeah. So, so leading kind of into comparison, because obviously it's really difficult. And for me, when I think of moving to LA, which I've thought about in the past or like a big city, um, it's very daunting to think about being in like the most beautiful city, like people (laughs) in the world. And you're like, how do you wake up every day and not compare yourself to them? And maybe not even compare like your beauty, but also where you are in life. And I I think it can just be so hard. You're always seeing people like level up and do all these different things. So it's like, how do you stay grounded in your own lane with your blinders on saying, no, this is what Christina is doing today, not what anybody else is doing, you know? I've had such a hard time with this. And I think it's because of the fact that I am naturally like a natural comparer, which used to be a great thing. But now I've noticed as I've gotten older that it's not as effective unless I will set time that I call my research and development time where I'll actually set 10 to 15 minutes and go hunt for the thing that I'm looking for or what people are looking at on TikTok or like whatever that is. Um, But other times I have to literally shut that voice down. That's like, oh, well, you're not gaining as many followers as that girl or that girl was at your same position last year. And now she's got 200,000. Like, what are you doing? That's not this, that, and the other thing. And I just have to be like, you know what, but is she also running like a six figure agency and has podcasts? No. So I'm like, exactly. Like, and I just have to like, turn that off and be like, you know what? Everyone is successful in their own right and their own way. And a lot of people are successful offline and we have no idea the thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are making millions every year. And my friend reminded me like the other day we were all talking about like kind of where we're at and where she wanted to be and how she like expected herself to be at a different point right now. And then how I was like, oh, well, I want this, that, and the other thing. And she was like, you need to realize like freshman Christy, like a few years ago was literally begging, hoping, and dreaming for the life that you created for yourself. You're here. 
Like you're sitting where she wanted you to be and you're complaining. And she asked me, she goes, if somebody handed you $10 and ripped it up, would you hand them another 10? And I was like, no. And she's like, no, you'd be pissed that they wanted more money. So why do you keep wanting more when you're not appreciating the 10 and you're ripping it up? Ooh. See, that was a and good soundbite too. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Holy shit. Like that made a lot of sense. And I was like, you're right. Like I'm not appreciating what I've worked for. Like I'm not appreciating like the moment and I don't step back in the moment and be like, wow, this is awesome that I hit this or have this many subscribers or this many listeners or whatever that is. I'm, I do not take the time to like be grateful for that. Um, and it's, it's a very weird realm that we're in because no one, if you were going to compare yourself back in our parents day, it was like walking down the street maybe, or someone driving a nice car or maybe on TV, like a movie, but now we see it a thousand times more a day, like, uh, well, they have this nice thing or they're dating this person or they look like they have the dream relationship or whatever that is. You can compare yourself to every single aspect of your life if you wanted to, but you have to not do it. It's a good thing to look at people who are like different in your industry or have done something really cool and want to aspire to do that. But just because Becky G is doing 900 Instagram posts a day and 20 Instagram stories doesn't mean you have to, to be successful. Hmm. So true. <laughs> this is like therapy for me. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. And, and the thing is too, is I think we, we, um, level or we see success as like things that we have. So it's like, I could be walking in my neighborhood and see someone with a really nice car and be like, oh, they have so much money. And it's like, actually, I don't really even know that. They could be in a ton of debt and they could be leasing that. They could be leasing their home. They could be going through really hard times. And it's like people on social media, a lot of influencers are very guilty of this. It's like curating that very perfect life. Like you said, the perfect relationship. I mean, spoiler alert, if it looks like it is, I guarantee you it's not. But it's just, you know, it is hard to sit back and I mean it's literally like you said I would be so happy with three years ago me looking at me now but just because I don't have the big house and the fancy car for some reason I'm not successful and that's just like that's just so many lies that we all tell ourselves well and too it's like what is your definition of success like Mm -hmm. you have to think about that because for me like I think about my dream life and that's what it means to be successful and to be happy, but that's probably vastly different than what you see your successful life is. Yet we talk about success as this like one idea or one pillar or one thing when that's not at all what it looks like to to everybody. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, I think that's such an interesting, especially like our age group all talks about success as this one thing. Mm -hmm. And but for you, maybe that's a car. For me, maybe that's, um, I don't know, living in Peru. <laughs> like, it's, so, <laughs> it's so different. But everyone yeah. is just like as stuck on this like success. And I don't know. And I think success can be very little. Like it could be yeah. going on your daily walk. And that's kind of what I've that's had to true. think of it as is like that today is like successful. That's a mini win. Mm-hmm. Because like who else has, maybe there's someone else who didn't have the two hours that I had to go do that today. Or maybe, um, you know what, someone can't afford the fact that I can drink this much water, you know, and I'm pissed. I'm mad because I'm pissing every five minutes, (laughs) you know, whatever that is, there's so many things that I think 
we all take for granted. And I am so like, I have to remind myself all of the time, like, this is like something you worked for. This may be a tangible thing, but this has like hours behind it and money behind it. And someone else made this thing. Like it's, it's hard sometimes to pull your head out of your own ass. It's like totally. the best the best way to say that. Yeah. And I mean, like Gary Vee talks about it all the time. It's like you want to leave a legacy because in the end, like, okay, let's say I had a hundred million dollars right now. How does that make me, first of all, more worth, have more worth than you guys? Also, why does that make me better? And how is that having me leave a legacy? Like, why can't doing actions and being selfless and talking about vulnerable things on a podcast, whether we're making money from this or not, why is that not success? Because we're leaving something behind. And it's really easy to tie in success with monetary value because obviously... I mean, we see billionaires all the time that have severe mental problems or, you know, worse things than that. Um, So it just shows it's not about that, but you still want it. You know, you still are like, oh, no, no, it'd be different if I had a ton of money. I wouldn't be that way. But it's just, yeah, it's just not true. I'm curious, like, what is your biggest motivation? Is it like attaining a certain goal or are you like really like motivated, like having watched your father growing up or like is money your motivation? (laughs) That's very interesting. I was talking to a guy who's like, um, who runs our whole web team at the agency. And he, we were talking about this and it's, for me, it's very interesting. Like the way that I get like fulfilled in a sense is like from not appreciation, but moving things forward. Like I'm a very growth mindset person. So like when I see, for example, maybe it's not about the money, a little bit of it is, but then at a certain point, once you hit I hit like huge money goals this year that I wanted to. And we doubled where I thought I was going to be at. And for my first year out of college, like my whole family was shocked. Like my boyfriend's like, you should be so proud. All of this stuff. Like this is what people hope and work for, for years. And like maybe sometimes never hit. And I didn't feel anything. So like I had that like extra few zeros and didn't feel anything. And I was like, I'm supposed to feel something, right? And I talked to a few people about this and they're like, you're really not, you think you're money driven, but you're really not money driven. Like if you're feeling, you know, it's kind of like when people like launch out a book or like certain things, once, once you've kind of done the thing and you've hit it, like, I'm always like on to the next, Hmm. like I've seen that, but I'm like, okay, now I want to hit this next goal, which is very good and bad because you're not living in the moment but you're also forward thinking. So I think for me it's growth. I never want to be in the same spot because I'm scared of not living to my full potential, Mm. I think. And I'm scared of not, um, I don't know. I'm scared of letting myself down. Most importantly is like, I know that I can get there, but like that also means I have to work my ass off and I have to push myself mm-hmm. harder. And if I don't feel myself leveling up, that's when I get anxiety and that's when I get depressed. Okay. Kind of a personal question. Do you go to therapy at all? No. You are like so self-aware. I feel like these are the things that like people go to therapy to like learn from someone else. Like I can't imagine learn- learning this on my own. I just had to tell you that. I'm like, oh well, my gosh, you. her therapist sounds amazing. <laughs> She's I, her own therapist. <laughs> I did it when I was younger. And then when I had the panic attack, I went to one therapy session from someone 
And like, she was, she was good at listening, but honestly, I felt like I gained more from just talking out loud and figuring it out for sure. And she said, like, she like laughed and she's like, it's like, you're running your own therapy session. And I was like, bad answer. I was like, you're right. I probably can do this on my own. And I didn't go back. So, um, it's, it's interesting for me, but I, from a young age, I was like put in therapy. Um, cause I had my parents, like parents upbringing and like child trauma. And so I was thrown in and had to grow up at like an extremely young age. Um, so I think that that's kind of where like my self-reflection comes in, but I wouldn't necessarily, I don't feel like I'm very good at it. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we need to hang out. I mean, you I and know, I, we have no time, but we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, we can have, like, hey, well, well, you know, we can totally have a little wine night. Yeah, a can jail. of wine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally relate to that. I was just reading like a little, it's like a devotional thing. And it was talking about like, you know, for, uh, for me, it's God, but like even other people, like they don't view my worth because of my success. Like my friends aren't going to be better friends to me if I, gets like super super big or successful with the podcast and it's like I have people around me that love me inherently for who I am and so do my parents and I'm lucky and that should be my success wow I have such good people in my life they don't care about how much money I have you know and obviously making money is super important for like growth but if you're money driven I don't think that you're value driven and if you're not value driven you're only going to say yes to things like I hear you talk a lot about collaborations you're not going to do it you're going to vet products because then you're not authentic and you're not giving value back and those are the people it takes a long it takes longer I mean you could eat dirt for 10 years like some people do but in the end your community is so strong because they trust you and they know that they're not lying to you like I can't handle following more people that post an ad every other day about like chickpea puffs or whatever and how for some reason that's really going around right now. (laughs) But it's like, unless you love those things, it's like, what does this even mean anymore? You know? So I think, yeah, yeah, you're very self-aware. That's what I'm getting to. (laughs) No, no. I think too, I think it's it's hard and it's hard to learn what to say yes and what to say no to. And I, I still struggle with this. There was a client that was a huge client. And I talked to my friend Libby, the one that I told you guys about that I call. And I was like, I want to hit my money goals, but am I that passionate about this client? And I literally said no. And she was like, so then what do you want to do? And she was like, what's more important to you right now? I was like, well, I know that like, I, I have self-value from helping people. I know she needs help and I know that I can help her. Um, and am I that excited about working with her? Not so much. Do I like the product? Yes. Do I want to hit the money goals? And she's like, you've said more yeses than you've said no's. Mm. And I was like, well, and that's kind of how I, how I looked at it. But there are certain things too, that I'm realizing that people don't talk about ever with agency work is that there's going to be clients that like you necessarily do not love you are not obsessed with, they're just kind of like, they're clients that you know that you can help, but they're not like your dream client. And you still have to take those. Not every client is going to be your dream client. And no one talks about that. They're only posting the most thing that they're most excited to, you know, to have shared or their new brand logo or whatever all this stuff is. And I'm like, that's, that was never told to me. Like no one ever was like, Hey, you're going to have a, like a plethora of clients. There's going to be some you freaking love and some you kind of don't love. And that's like, that's life. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a freelance like content creator, not, not influencer, uh, content creator. And, um, there are definitely people where I love working with some, I feel so good. And then there's some where I'm just editing and I'm like, just keep, you just got to keep doing it until you don't have to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important to, to remember those things, but yeah. Um, I just want to get one more. Do you have one more question before we move on? Or you're- I have like so many more questions, but we'll save it for another time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just have <laughs> one. Anything you guys want to chat about, I'm here for. Um, just like one more thing before we get to like our last question. And um, that, which I guess we kind of been talking about this the whole time, but is failure and this idea that failure is bad. And I'm like a huge advocate of failure. Like I think everyone needs to like fail <laughs> all the time until they don't anymore. And because that gives people really tough skin, like something I notice with you a lot is that you have very tough skin and you're strong and I think that that enables you to do all of the the things that you're doing but that's because you've probably failed a lot I'm sure or failed in your mind whatever that means um but I would love for you to like speak on that and encourage people that are maybe failing whatever they're doing right now oh my gosh there's so many things it's funny like I will see things as failures and other people will see them as victories. So I think failure is so subjective to how you view failure and how you view whatever that situation was. Cause for me, so, um, I'm trying to, well, there's so many, um, okay. For example, I brought on a, uh, a designer to our team who ended up actually ripping off our product and selling it on her own website. Perfect. And I was like, I had given this girl so many chances. And then I finally was like, this is not a failure in you. Like, this is a failure in them. You've tried. And I always like love to root for the underdog. This was someone who was just starting out. Like, I wish that someone would have taken that time and like helped me in that sense. So anyone, I always have like a soft spot for those people. Cause I'm like, I want to help you. Like, what, what can we do to improve your skills and help you out? And then there's just certain things like that. You have to know when it's not smart to keep moving along. I think failure is a redirection. And that's how I see it is like when something goes wrong, you're redirected to a new angle for a certain reason. This was a, this was a stopping point of this road. You now have to take a left or a right. You can't go straight. So it's more of like, a decision time. That's how I felt when like I graduated college. I was like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? (laughs) So I was like, okay, it's decision time. This isn't a failure time. Just because you graduated doesn't mean you automatically get a job. You're not going to be gifted all of these things you want. So like figure it out. You've got to write or you've got to left. Um, there's certain things like those, um, other failures that I feel like I've had, um, Gosh, I mean, there's so many, there's little things that come up all the time where like, I'll have felt screwed on something. Um, or I'll be like, wow, that was not a great decision. We will not be doing that one again. Um, you know, just certain things. I think the best thing that I could tell people starting out in any area is to read your contracts. That is the best thing that I could probably say and ask for a retainer that's non-refundable upfront. Those are kind of my two, like my two Hail Mary things. Cause I think, um, a lot of times I've been screwed in brand contracts or different things. For example, um, I went to create and cultivate, which is like a huge, um, kind of like 
Um, I almost want to say it's like a networking thing that's like all day, but it's super cute and branded. And there was a photographer there who asked, and I will never do this again. Uh, they asked if they could take my photos and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, free photos. How exciting. That photographer turned around and sold them and they put them up on a site and they were bought over 50,000 times. And I am all over so many websites like Betches, Clinique used it. And I had to reach out and say like, you got, this is me. And I did not give her rights to sell this. Um, that kind and of I stuff happens all the time in this yeah. industry. It's all unreal. the time. Yeah. And she's made thousands and thousands and thousands. And she only sold my photos from the event. She didn't sell anyone else's. Mm, and that's so, also a compliment. Know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a compliment. But also, <laughs> I was like, you know, there's like certain things that are going to come up. But now that's a great lesson for me. That wasn't a failure. That was a, hey, next time you're at a brand event and a photographer spends a little too much time, think about why. Like, and ask them too, do you have release forms? Um, you know, are you going to be selling these? There's certain things like that um, that I think are like almost little life lessons when you go, whoa, we will not make that mistake again. Um, but I, but it's also, but it's good. I mean, all of those things are not things that are necessarily failures. They're just pivots um, and little things that you learn when, when being in any industry. Totally. I mean, as you were talking, I was trying to think, I don't really think there's any, there's no such thing as failure. Like I was trying to think of things that you could actually fail at in life. And I don't think there's anything because even if you fail a test, well, you just learned that's not how you study or that's not what you should be doing. Like I sucked in school because I learned I was very creative brained. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, I really just don't think that there's any way to fail things because you always learn, even if you get fired from a job, well, what did you do? <laughs> You're not going to yeah. do that again, you know, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's so true. And also so annoying for you that all of those photos are <laughs> were sold. <gasps> hey, it's okay. It's all, it's, I feel like it's all little by little, like everything does happen for a reason. And like, you'll learn if you pay attention, you can learn a lot of if you want to pretend like all of this stuff has happened and it's really awful and really bad, you're going to see a lot of it and a lot of it's going to happen. But I think trying to find the little things is like, how do you redirect your approach? And like, how are you going to try to figure out like to hopefully not have this happen next time? Mm, so true. Well, I really appreciate the fact that I feel like we can sit here and talk and you're like, the least judgmental person. I mean, that's yeah. what I was telling her before this, like listening to your podcast, how you've had a lot of things said to you or things that people have done to you. And I feel like you're just like, whatever, like you're not going to do it back to them. And so it's just really empowering. So thank you for like sharing that and just being so open because we love these types of conversations. Yeah. Um, well, we always like to end our show with asking our guests what their silver lining is. So something just good that came from something bad or challenging. And it can be like in any time in your life or currently? Ooh. Okay. So this would be, um, I'm dyslexic. And a lot of times what's interesting is uh, anytime that I were to talk about it, people didn't actually see it as a disability. Um, but it's been like a huge major factor in my entire life. And no one knew that I had it until high school. Wow. So I, um, and I'm a very high functioning dyslexic person. Like I got tested and they were like, wow, you're like really bad. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and, yeah, thank you so much. But I had no idea that like, I mean, I knew in a sense, um, but 
it's very interesting. Like for me, um, I used to like cry when I had to read out loud. I hated reading out loud because I was like, I'm going to fumble these words. It's not going to sound good. And I would practice and practice and practice. And I think my silver lining would be when I was reading those books to my mom, I was literally in high school crying that I could not like articulate all of these sentences. I've realized that that's actually like one of my superpowers in a sense that like I, because I'm lacking in that area, um, I pick up so many other things and I'm like very in tune with a lot of like my other senses and things that I'm thinking about. And I get to answers a lot quicker, um, in class, like for example, in class would be, um, math for an example, I would come up with a number twice as quick as the next person, which is normally how I think and do things and make reactions, um, and decisions. So I think any time that you feel like you have a downfall, lean into it and figure out, like a lot of times people are like, oh, just sharpen your strengths. Like, and that's great. But also if you have a, like a downfall, lean into it because there's so many times that you can use that to help you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's so weird. You say that. Cause I was, I obviously, I listen to Dak Shepard's podcast all the time and he is dyslexic and he said he thinks it's a superpower and he had somebody on who's super successful that's dyslexic and he goes, I really think that it's like such a power for people. So it's really cool that you see it that way and lean into it. Yeah, it's definitely, it's it's funny. Like I had probably like, and I've, I've talked about this on my podcast with like dyslexia people don't really understand it and people make like jokes about it like oh yeah i'm dyslexic but if like if you don't have it you really don't understand it and it's not something that's super talked about um but i had an employer who actually in front of like the whole staff was like what are you stupid are you dyslexic and in my interview for any job i had always come out and said i'm dyslexic so if i reread things like out loud or respell them or re-go over them this is why Um, but I think it is, it's very, it's a very, very interesting thing. And there's so many different levels. It is hereditary. Um, but I love that like other people are talking about it too, like him and a a lot of different people in creative industries have some type of disability. Yeah. That's really cool. Dang. Oh, well, this was so fun. Um, can you just tell everybody where to find you, where to follow you, your podcast? Yes. Well, hello guys. Um, if you, if you have been sleeping, wake up. <laughs> we like, we went everywhere, which I love. Like we like hopped. I felt like this was too, it was like girl talk. So we were totally. just like hopping around to everything. I'm like, Oh, I trust me. I was about to go like way <laughs> further out there and I'm like, keep it together. Keep it together. No, I'm like, honestly, I didn't even feel like we were on a podcast. I know. Me That's neither. I, I just looked like, like, it's an you hour. You guys are just getting clued into our conversation. Like, yes. <laughs> um, uh, you can find the podcast at the bottled blonde podcast on Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, KCM Connect on Instagram. That's the agency. And then my personal, which is very aggressive. I'm Christina Catherine McInnes. And then the website is Christina McInnes. You want to come say hey? That's awesome. I'll put everything in the show notes and all of that stuff. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you girls. This was so fun. It literally was just like girl talk. Like I, I forgot. I'm like, oh, Christy, like this is going to be published. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, Shakers, thank you so much for listening. We had so much fun, obviously, with Christina, and um, it was just such a pleasure to talk to her. She's so inspirational. I literally had so many aha moments during that interview, and I really took them to heart, and they really changed my perspective on things. So I just know it's going to be the same thing for you guys. So thank you for listening. Again, you can find her podcast at The Bottled Blonde Podcast, and she's Christina Catherine McInnes on all social platforms. Um, I will link everything below in the show notes so you can find her. Also, you um, can find us on her podcast next week or whenever you're listening to this, we will be on the Bottled Blonde podcast. If you haven't yet, if you could subscribe, rate, and review, it means the world to us. Seriously, we love to see everything you guys have to say. Um, you can also email us at the salt and pepper podcast at gmail.com with any ideas you have for the show or really just any thoughts and questions because we love to hang out with you guys. Um, you can find us at the salt and pepper podcast on Instagram, and you can also follow us personally at Olivia Crin and at it's Lisa Brosser. Again, everything is in the show notes below. Um, you can join our Facebook group, the salt and pepper podcast insiders there. We just chat more about the things we talk about on the show or really just anything and we're there to hang out with you guys and talk to you so thank you for listening again we hope you enjoyed today's show and we will shake it up with you guys next tuesday thanks for listening tune in every tuesday on the salt and pepper podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts be sure to subscribe and please rate and review Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.